wake up by your payer people it's a beautiful day go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to jim and michelle rhodes on the buy here pay here morning show take it away you two gotta turn up my mic good morning everybody hey Wednesday, That's, right? It is Wednesday. Um, I'm sure I'm showing up for the right yeah, thing. Yeah, you are showing up for the right thing. Um, yeah, just say, uh, let us know where you're listening from and say good morning. Make sure we got connected properly. Yeah. We were running a little bit late and had to get some extra wires plugged in. and So we're yeah. just a little discombobulated. <laughs> That's the word of the day. That's your Wednesday word. Wednesday word for the day. Discombob- yeah. We have a couple Patient of other top. words yeah. um, that we'll be using later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, other words. Um, so yeah, good morning, Shelly. Good morning, Jr. Morning in Corpus Christi, in Texas. Corpus Christi. Glad to have you present. Absolutely. Um, so announcement stuff. We have a little over a week left. Um, if you have not gotten your tickets um, for the event at the end of the month um, on the thirtieth, and uh, it's like an absolute, absolutely every dealer mm-hmm. dealer right. would benefit from from. Uh, participating in this. Um, it's not really for sales managers, anyone. It's, this is dealer-specific um, about uh, how to make your business more sustainable, stronger, and um, conveyable. Yeah, or even just spend a little more time away from the dealership. So yeah. We'll be uh, yeah. we'll be getting the word out about that. Mm-hmm. We, um, we're going to be making a hard push in the next week to get yeah. folks in there because we know they're going to find it highly valuable. One yeah. quick thing, I did make a change on the agenda yesterday. Session number three, uh, mm-hmm. the one about KPIs. We're just tweaking that a little bit in terms yeah. of the title and the content, but uh, uh, but that's it. Just yeah. we'll get the word out about that. Absolutely. Um, like really, really a lot of 20 plus people yeah. will be joining us um, like as got, contributors. So yeah. I really Looks appreciate like we got that. Texas well represented. <laughs> yeah, <this morning>. <laughs> absolutely. Beach, South Carolina. Anything else? Um, oh, uh, Friday. Friday, Chuck Banano. Chuck Banano. Um, mm-hmm. And so the new executive director of Florida. Mm-hmm. So we're excited about that. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, we have a couple other people that we're just trying to nail down some times yeah. um, in the, in the near future mm-hmm. to get them on the show before, um, before the end of the month. Yeah. So, okay. Our topic for today. Yeah. Um, do you want, do you, well, I can kind of, okay. sure, sure. Um, so our, our subject today is uh, white hat way and really talking about that as our, overarching purpose in what we do. I mean, that's, yeah, that's our big yeah. why. That's that's the kind of the driver behind what we do. And, you know, my early influences have kind of shaped that. And when we talk about White Hat Way, one of the things I'm mindful of is, you know, we, we talk about striving to do things the White Hat Way. We don't use the word striving enough. Like we, we get it. None of us are perfect. And, is that you the know, first word? Striving. It's like, you know, we're all, it's, we're all trying. I mean, Mm -hmm. none of us out there are perfect and we're, you know, we're making mistakes. And when I talk about my grandfather today, you know, he was um, a hell of a guy and just, you know, the epitome Mm -hmm. of what I think of when I think about the gentleman cowboy. So we're going to talk about Pablo Trujillo and kind of how he, as a role model for me has shaped how I view a white hat cowboy and why, you know, I've chosen that sort of metaphor um, mm-hmm. as, as sort of emblematic of operating from a place of principle. So that's just, yeah. and so we're all striving to do it. And like I say, none of us are perfect, but the idea is 
you know, especially for you and I working in the buy here, pay here segment, we know the buy here, pay here segment as a, as a pocket of the used car industry has, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of negative connotations around it. And we kind of feel like we see that both from the consumer side. We understand what that looks like a little bit from the consumer side. Obviously we've lived in this mm-hmm. and I'm a former dealer myself. So we understand that. And I think what we're trying to really introduce two things for me, let's introduce in the same way that you hear Gary Vaynerchuk, for those who don't follow Gary V um, Gary's out there telling the story about kindness, kindness, kindness in business. And, heart. and he's, yeah, yeah, bringing a lot of heart and we're really um, doing the same thing. So, with White Hat Way, this is not the first time we've talked about White Hat Way. People have heard about it, and we talked about we're going to try to read the thing from the the um, the website. We've got at the BHPH Institute uh, a page on the White Hat Way that you kind of read a little bit about. Just you know, have some text that, that explains you know what what that's about. But yeah, it's really a for me. It's also proving to the industry. And we're starting with buy here, pay here. What we're going to talk about today in White Hat Way is really much bigger than buy here, pay here. It's really bigger than automotive. This is about just being able to, um, being able to take this sort of approach into business yeah. and, and in caring for others, you know, we can do that. And so that's, that's really what we're just setting out to prove is that by treating customers well, um, and also there's an impact for our employees in all of this, mm-hmm. but when we bring this white hat approach, which is about principles and ethics and all the other things that are part of the white hat thing, you want to roll that, yeah. that little ticker. So that's part of how, um, you know, we, we think about, you know, what does it mean to be a good, uh, a, a dealer who's operating in the white hat way? There are some of the kind of the anchor words that we, we use in talking about that. And, and so again, my grandfather, Pablo Trujillo was somebody who, you know, really embodied a lot of those adjectives that you might see or, or definitions. So you well, want to read the thing? Well, um, first off, I wanted to just iterate that, um, we, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago that, um, everything that we are building or have built thus far are, this is the foundation. And it all leads back to this and it leads back to what it is that we're trying to accomplish through the white hat way. And that is, um, is creating a shift in the industry, um, creating or or helping to, um, inspire a change, um, a a movement Mm -hmm. of some kind of, um, of bringing, values and principles and um this whole thing um of which i'm going to read in just a second into the buy here pay here space and um and it really as as we jim and i spend uh we have a lot of brainstorming sessions and and you know we we really we spend a lot of time and emotion and energy into what is it that we want to do? What is it that we want to accomplish? And it's not all like business, 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 you know, um, dollar, our, uh, KPI, or not ROI. ROIs, thank you. It's about what what do we want to speak? What do we want to convey? Mm-hmm. What do we want to instill? What do we want to inspire? 
And that's the bigger thing here. And um, so the White Hat Way is are those principles. And so I'm just going to um, go through this. On the Buy Here, Pay Here or bhphinstitute.com, which is uh, where we have our online learning platform, um, there is a tab that says is White Hat Way. And so I'm just going to read a little bit of this. And, and Jim wrote this a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, Cowboys or ranchers and cowboys of the plains have traditionally been associated with integrity and strong moral character. With cowboys, the ones with white hats are viewed as being the same ones who will offer a helping hand without hesitation. Plus, white hats were worn by the good guys in the Hollywood versions of the Wild West. The sheriffs and marshals and often lawless lands were bound by a higher code of ethics. Their moral code was internal in the fiber of their being with the understanding of what was right. We can stop there for a minute. Cause I think that's, you know, the Hollywood version, we'll, we'll spend more time on that um, down the line, but yeah, I think that is, that's a good place to start in terms of understanding that I, I was introduced to that sort of behavior at a young age. Like I just, that's, that's you watch the old Westerns and well, stuff. Or, and also yeah, just, lived around sure enough cowboys and, yeah. and, you know, white hat gentlemen who were good humans. And you know? well, when we talked about really, you know, we talk about white hat way an awful lot. We really wanted to be able to give a very, um, just, articulate it in a way that people can really grasp mm-hmm. all of the pieces that are part of this. And, you know, when you say you were raised around that, it wasn't just your grandparent or wasn't just your grandpa, but it was other things. It was, Jim was raised in the, um, in the, the panhandle of Oklahoma. This is like middle of dust bowl America <laughs> during mm-hmm. the depression. Um, and it's flat and small, t- small communities, I, it has amazed me because those of you guys who watch know that we were spending a month or so at his mom's house, um, uh, helping out there for a little bit before we came back to Utah and everybody knows each other. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows each other. Everybody knows each other's, you know, like, well, this is the kid of so-and-so and the kid of so-and-so and their great-granddaughter is now in Hollywood or they're da 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 da, da you know, and so everyone knows everyone and everyone waves. Yeah. Everyone waves. You wave from your car and people wave back. You yeah. wave from all of the stuff. And so we we wanted to focus more a, a bit on, um, on uh, Jim's grandparents ran, his grandpa ran a ranch. It was a cattle ranch. Um, and what was the name of uh, Anchor D, the Anchor D, the ranch, Anchor D and- ranch. And it's been fun to go and see some of these places and hear the stories and listening to Jim's mom talk about um, uh, being raised on the ranch. She was one of many children and, and raised on this ranch where it was about uh, just from my perspective, if I can, just sure. from the stories, it was about really, to the core down to earth people, hardworking people, Mm -hmm. people that, I mean, it's like, you knew you put in a hard day's worth of work and there was appreciation and all of that. And, um, and I'll, yeah, you talk about your grandpa and I'm going to give you some perspective from some of the things that we've talked about. um, since. Yeah. There was also, it was a lot of hard work. Sure. It was a, it was a 55,000 acre cattle ranch and grandpa always had, you know, a team of cowboys around the, we're in the bunkhouse. And so he, he basically managed a team of cowboys and they 
ran these uh, various uh, parts of the ranch and and certainly we're dealing with cattle so we were out there all the time when they were you know branding or cutting calves or whatever and so it was just part of the way of life there and uh, and, and there was usually beef on the table by the way so you know yeah. part of part of the thing but yeah it was just to watch him and kind of the character that he um portrayed like the way i saw him and and again not, he wasn't a perfect guy he but he was so widely respected i mean people just admired him on so many levels mm-hmm. you know always it was the devoutly catholic and they were always at church on sunday and he had mm-hmm. his white felt hat you know for for church on sunday and but really it was about this kind of here's this tough guy who just really didn't want to retire I and mean, he just was totally enjoying what he was doing had some kind of health things and family kind of urged him to go ahead and and retire but just watching him go through that I was probably a teenager when he was retiring mm-hmm. and he he passed away I think I think he passed away in about 94 but lived to be you know 94 I think he was born in 1900 lived to be 94 and uh, um, so he just had a full life and a rich life and like I say he just was personable he would talk to people everywhere and people just admired him and of course he was Spanish and so that's where the thing about the caballero comes in if you're you know, Caballero is like this uh, Spanish version of uh, a gentleman cowboy. I just think that's, that really is kind of the way I think of it. Yeah. And, you know, from listening to the stories from Jim's mom and from Jim, some of the things that I have uh, really um, learned to appreciate is that he had a set of principles and standards mm-hmm. Um, that he, you know, there were certain things that needed to be done and they needed to be done a certain way. And, and because the, that he held everything within the household and on the ranch to a certain standard, because he had, you know, he, he just had like really high ethic and, um, ethics and, and that he just wanted to make sure that, that he gave his best. And what I've, what I've seen is that he, he also was fair. He was, you know, it was like, this is what needs to happen, but he was fair and he was kind and he was loving mm-hmm. at the same time of being solid and strong in his principles and very direct in, you know, what was expected. And that when, you know, the stories that I've heard, it's like, if there was something that came up, there was a consequence, mm-hmm. but there was also a, a, a distinct you know, this is, this is, um, this is the consequence to the thing. Um, but was tempered with, I still appreciate you kind of thing. I mean, it just, that, that from the stories that it's like, it's like, he, he wants to be able to help people get better. Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you, you fell down. Great. Let's get up. Let's fix this. I will do what I can to help. Um, but this is your consequence and let's, let's do better. And yeah. how can I help you do better kind of thing? Yeah, of course. I was a young person. I've mm-hmm. only seen him through the eyes of a grandson and I never really saw him upset except one, there was one exception. There was a time <laughs> that my brother and I got new pellet guns and we went out to the barn on the ranch and we were shooting <laughs> birds out of the rafters and we were punching holes in the tin roof of the barn. And he came around and, and, uh, you know, got on us pretty good mm-hmm. about that one. Then we, we put the guns away, but that was, uh, that was about as, as excited or mm-hmm. upset as I'd seen him get. But yeah, he was, you know, very kind man. Mm-hmm. And just, I think the thing that we 
as far as how it relates to what the work that we do or the work that any of us do is like, he just was somebody who you, you respected. He was kind. He was tough. You knew he, he was, he was hard. I mean, it was like, just from the stories from your mom, it's like, this is what's expected. Yeah. He was very clear. Yeah. He was very clear about what was expected. Yeah. And then he held people to that. It's like this. Do you agree? Okay. This is the yeah. standard. And you're then. kind of talking about the disciplinary element. I'm mm -hmm. thinking more just about how he carried himself in the community. Mm -hmm. Like we just go to town yeah. and, and he just, you know, was revered and people just loved him. And, yes. and uh, so would, uh, you know, make time to talk to him. And, and of course he was bilingual and, you know, mm -hmm. really was connected to the Spanish community as well, but he just, hardly knew a stranger who just talked to everybody. And make yeah, your mom more. talks yeah. about that. And yeah. the kind of person too, that if, and this kind of came from community and I've seen this as well is that he was, he was someone that if he saw someone broken down on the side of the road, he'd stop. Mm -hmm. What can I do to help? Yeah. And I would say uh, that was true of most of the, mm -hmm. the cowboy types in that country. There was mm -hmm. farmers and ranchers and pretty much you would have that in that in that area, that was part of the fiber, you know, of the people. And, and, you know, the area I grew up in Western Oklahoma is not alone in that. You'd find that elsewhere too, but it's like, it was just very much a community thing. Um, a lot of, a lot of miles between homes and people just kind of took care of each other and checked on each other. And it was just the nature of the way that thing worked. But yeah, I think for me, that was part of what, when, when we talk about all these things about, you know, having integrity and what does it mean to have character, um, those are the things that I really point to in terms mm -hmm. of my own role models and the, with the way I think of integrity. And for me, integrity, first and foremost, is just like being consistent and being solid, you know? And so that's, that's what I think about when I think about those people. When I think about my grandpa Pablo, you know, just was super consistent, mm -hmm. very reliable, you know, in, in, you know, his character mm -hmm. and uh, just, you know, honest. And I don't, again, I, and not a perfect guy, but just was, was, um, certainly, um, you know, doing his best to provide for his family, mm -hmm. provide for his neighbors, you know, care for his neighbors and friends. And so that was, that was part of what we saw. So I just think there's, there's an opportunity in that for us when we, uh, yeah. when we carry that sort of approach into our business. And then there's also the heart piece that we haven't talked about much today, but I would just say one of the things that Michelle and I are doing in all of our work is to try to get our dealer clients and anybody who listens to to get more comfortable with the idea of bringing their heart into their business. You know, we've we've had some conversations recently because, like I said, we we do a lot of you know mm -hmm. brainstorming and and discussing things. And um, you know, we were we were talking about how uh, there can be a, a misperception about what heart means. And, um, and, you know, I see, I see, uh, from just, um, uh, just some of my observations of, of conversations we've had and, and, um, just observing people. Sometimes people think of when you say heart, you mean soft, mm. um, that you mean pushover, yeah. that you mean, um, uh, yeah, just, like spineless or, um, uh, yeah, those, those, it's like, so you're like a bleeding heart yeah, or, um, kind of the... you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, this is not what it is that we, 
we are talking about. It's um, and you know, as as we look at uh, like I'm, I'm going to pull this back up the banners uh, as we've talked about um, uh, what heart means to us. Heart means all of these things. It means being authentic and fair and consistent and kind and honest, compassionate, having empathy, having high moral character, transparency, goodwill, generosity, and humility. None of those things are soft. Yeah. Humility is an important one Mm -hmm. uh, because, yeah, it's one thing to, when we really care about the folks Mm -hmm. that we serve in our business and Mm -hmm. and, and that includes our employees, Mm -hmm. you know, then when we think about that, then we make it about them. It's really not about us. And it's about, you know, creating experience. So yeah, the thing about this, the soft, you know, spineless thing is like you, you recognize that like in my dealership, I've said in my own management career outside of the car business, whatever, I've used the words again and again about being fair and consistent. And I just oh, kind of yeah. made up my mind from day one in my business. I was going to be fair. I was going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to play favorites. Everybody's going to get the same treatment, which is going to be excellent treatment. And we're just going to, but we're just not going to do for one what we wouldn't do for another. Mm-hmm. And so that just means very fair and consistent. But that doesn't mean we didn't do make all those decisions from a place of heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's you, you, you can love your customers. You can love your employees. You still are consistent with them. And so there's nothing here about being soft and there's nothing here about, um, you know, like that bleeding heart thing. We, because, and we just think it's good business, especially in buy here, pay here, because in, in buy here, pay here, we feel like it's appropriate to play a long game. Mm-hmm. And so to play a long game, we really need to have a level of relationship with our customer that allows us to do that, build some level of trust mm-hmm. with them. And so how do you do that? Well, you kind of just go first. I mean, you step in and you, you're prepared to make deposits in that relationship mm-hmm. in the way you and I talk about it. And so that's, that's how it starts mm-hmm. is you just, you show up first. Well, and part of that is, you know, bringing in Pablo Trujillo mm-hmm. is that, you, you know, in, in, in a very kind and transparent way, set the expectation mm-hmm. at the beginning. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what I expect and this is what I'm going to give. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is what I expect and this is what you're going to get. Um, and, and that it's, it's about, you know, we step forward as dealers um, and when we're really clear about what we expect and that we're really clear about, Hey, here's, here's how we're going to be there to support you mm-hmm. and then walk your talk, be there to yeah. support them from the gate. Yeah. And, and then that, that's actually, there was a, a, a post I saw on, I think it was success and someone was, was talking about how, um, about how, uh, it, it, how many of you have been experiencing that a customer feels like this is just a rental and it's just a loaner car? And and I I liked what um, Tommy Brandis, which we need to have him on the show again yeah, sometime sure soon. Um, uh, that Tommy Brandis said, "Hey, when you're really clear at the beginning about this is handing off 
the ownership of this car and that, you know, and that you're really clear about what you expect, really transparent. This is, you know, being kind, but being like, this is, this is this, and this is what's going to happen if this happens. And this is what's going to happen if this happens. That really sets a stage. It, it lays a foundation um, on this, this being transparent, being fair and being consistent and all of that. That So as, as things happen, that you fall back on those things. Sure. Remember we talked about this? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it is your responsibility, but here's what we can do yeah. to try to help. And I can't be sure how much of this, like this is difficult stuff for us to train. Like we talk about mm -hmm. it here because it's kind of a, a longer opportunity for us to explain. But the other piece of this, it kind of ties to the humility piece is sort of a, I would just call it a calmness. Like when, you, when you're in this place and, and you know, Tommy's a good example. Like when you're in this place where you genuinely care about your customers mm -hmm. and you expect success and you're, you're setting the customer up for success, then there are times that customers get upset. And, yep. and so how we react to that has a lot to do with coming from this place of just being consistent and we don't react because we see a lot of that. And I, we'll talk later about kind of that, that Hollywood cowboy type and the sheriff, you know, if you think about the Matt Dillon character and how would Matt Dillon, you didn't see Matt Dillon run around screaming and you know, <laughs> we just doing, aged ourselves. Yeah. Sorry. Somebody, you look him up. He's like, gotta be able to do this. But anyway, the, uh, or, uh, uh, what's some of the other ones that are John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Probably same. Yeah. Same, same kind of thing. Time period. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, you don't see those old Hollywood cowboys is the same, but, but in the way that they were portrayed, they were generally, you know, if we want to call them the good guys, if you will, um, then that's, that's kind of the, what we think about, but they weren't, they, they were sharpshooters. I mean, they, they could mm -hmm. shoot straight and only they, if needed and they weren't, yeah, they weren't challenged very often, but yeah. yeah, only if needed, they tried to avoid a fight and, uh, cause they typically knew how it would end. Yeah. And, and so, and they like, were soft. They weren't like yet loud and all of that. They were the one that was just kind of calm and yeah. observant and yeah. like, this is the thing. And then there was the other piece that you've, you keep bringing up. And as we've been talking about this with the, you know, we were talking about being solid and being strong and have, you know, having, having the, the ability to push the lever, to do the things that are like this, this is hard. This might feel sharp, but to do the things. And we've talked an awful lot about like the analogy of, um, of the warrior, the peaceful warrior, right? Yeah. Where, um, and I, you've, you, I'll tell you the, the one that I keep bringing up is that the, the samurai was one of the most skilled warriors in Japan. Um, and, you know, knew that, and they were very principled. They were very, um, because they came from just a culture and a background where you, you speak your truth and the principled and all of that had amazing ability to war if need be to fight for those things that, but they were usually gardeners or something, something very peaceful and very, it's just like this, this is, I come from a quiet place, but no, that if need be, that I know how to use this sword. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that in a lot of different um, contexts to um, white hat way as well, mm -hmm. is that this is the cowboy that, that, um, that has the ability to do the things that are hard and the, the grit to do the things that are hard, yeah. the tools to do the things that are hard or the, that seem hard, but knows how to, 
holster. Yeah. And keep the sword in the sheath, keep the using sword your the samurai sheath. analogy. So mm-hmm. if I think about that in the context of this white hat thing, it's like, you know, whatever you might look at in a samurai and say um, that that person, because of their sword, you know that you don't want to pick a fight with them. Mm-hmm. And so if I think about the white hat cowboy, what I think about is that that good guy who you you know when you see the white hat that they mean you no harm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you think about again the the old Western movies, typically the you know they typically had for just dramatic effect they had the bad guys wearing black hats and probably riding black horses or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of what it was. But really, it's to me it's kind of we mean you no harm. We're we're happy to be your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, so in our business of buy here, pay here, it's like, can we bring this white hat way approach to the business? Many of us do it. We see it. We see a lot of dealers out there, you know, taking care of their customers and, and certainly trying to be, you know, assets in their community. And Mm -hmm. so that's what we feel like the white hat thing is all about. So we're just out there trying to support you in that and spotlight those dealers who are doing that well Mm -hmm. and, you know, leading with transparency and humility and, and honesty and trying to create a good experience for their employees mm-hmm. and their customers. That's what the white hat thing is for us. And uh, we're very much driven by that. Like our commitment to that runs so deep. And so yeah, I think everything. what we'll see is we're going to continue to mm-hmm. uh, kind of beat that drum, if you will. That's, that's really where we belong. And we want to continue to talk about that and share those stories enough for today. It was just about kind of taking you inside just how deep those roots run for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about you know grandfather who passed away when I guess I was, 20s or 30s, I don't remember, yeah. but but anyway, he uh, he just was a, a a rich amount of inspiration. I'm proud to have him in my ancestry, and uh, it goes it goes yeah. to the core. And um, that one of these times, I will share with you some of my history and how this means an awful lot to me as well. Sure. Um, and so it runs deep for Jim, and it runs deep from my family yeah. as well about, um, being fair and being honest and being firm. Yeah. And, um, I yeah. should have warned, I think most people who tune in know that my emotions run pretty close to the yeah. surface. I, I um, we, yeah. So I, <laughs> where's uh, the tissue? Yeah. Yeah. So kept it together, but yeah, yeah, I, you know, didn't tell some of the stories that really it's, it bring a lot of emotion for me, but, uh, but yeah, I think you can see that this is, this is a real thing for us. This is something that, um, is just definitely, it's, it's nice. It feels good. I said this to somebody years ago, it feels great when you, when you identify your purpose, you know, mm-hmm. where you belong in life, you know, where you can help. And, uh, so that feels good that, that, and lets us lead from a place of purpose and, and heart and desire mm-hmm. to, to leave the industry better than we found it. And so this is where we we look forward to continuing to share this message, and yeah. we invite dealers to to join us in in uh, you know kind of promoting the white hat concept. Yeah. And you know uh, we just as we wrap up, um, you know we talk about straight line squiggly lines, we talk about head and heart, and we talk about white hat way is those things combined. It's mm-hmm. it's having the straight lines and having the heart. And combining those two things into something that can be very powerful in business. Again, this is foundational to everything that we have built and everything that we are building. And this is the thing that we, Mm -hmm. as we move forward, um, uh, 
it's it's our it's our founding principles and yeah. and, and you'll you'll hear more and more about um about that and that we are we there are so many people out there that are so fantastic with um with uh teaching straight lines and teaching th those those kind of things and we, you know we we uh we can we do that as well mm -hmm. um we are just really bringing forward the the other side of this the the um the heart side the the um squiggly line side well and i think where it ties in. to the straight lines piece of this is i always say that and when we work with dealers i've been saying this for years i wrote an article years ago about um the third p that i called it in that time i was talking philosophy but i think in this case we could use principle because i say that really when we start building a business when we write our policies and mm -hmm. procedures, when we can start from a place of principles, mm -hmm. let's write the principles first. That you know, it's much more than a business plan. It's much more than a mission statement. I'm talking about creating your whole business founded on mm -hmm. some principles, and we hope this way, that way can serve as yeah. a foundation for a lot of people if they don't use it exactly in this way. Just the the premise of operating your business first from principle, and then building everything else on top of that. That, that helps you to be more sustainable, create a business that is going to live a long time mm -hmm. and, and be built on something that um, can stick around. And we've, with many of the people that we coach, especially if they're new to the industry, it's like that is that principal piece is one of the first questions we ask. And it, and it is wrapped into how do you want to be known in your community? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and helps us to because if you can define it. that, then all the other things will go through that filter. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and that how you want to be known in your community, what your principles are, are the things that your team knows and they understand and they, they buy into mm -hmm. and that you, you know, when you show up at work, that those are your guiding principles mm -hmm. and that your team does not see you stray from those right. too. Um, and so, yeah. So I think what I'll do is we didn't get a chance to put our photos together. So what I'll do is I'll go to LinkedIn and to my Facebook profile and I'll add those photos mm -hmm. along with a little short explanation about those with yeah. photos of uh, Grandpa, Grandpa Pablo. Pablo. And so you kind of have a little point of reference and see the see the face behind the name and uh, get yeah. a little understanding. And understand a little bit about Jim. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get those out there. But yeah. yeah, I appreciate you folks tuning in and, and indulging us in this way so we could kind of share a little bit about what um, makes us. Yeah, Whitehead Wednesday. It's always going to be just a little bit on the mushy side. Uh, uh, maybe something. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us um, again Friday. We've got Chuck Bonanno, and we're really excited to have him. And um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. I'll talk to you all later.